May, we hardly drew you. Do you remember that awful pun? I do not know that pun. Uh, that is the name of a Pokemon Advanced episode, and it's my favorite episode title because it's so stupid. Oh, no, sorry. I said it wrong. May, we hardly... What was the character's name? Hardly? Hardy? The one with the cacturn. Oh, wait. I'm thinking of Tracy. No! That's the drawing guy because he traces. And was, oh, my no, God. His name is uh, Tracy. The super effeminate gay guy with the cacturn. It's just Harley. Harley, may we hardly drew you. That went right over my head. (laughs) (laughs) So Pokemon puns aside, because they're terrible. uh, We're here to talk about Sinnoh, yo, right? Oh, wait, we're doing our our first big Legends episode this time. Legends of the Hidden Arceus. I think that one already happened now. This is an Elden Ring uh, podcast. (laughs) That's all Don wants to talk about right now, Elden Ring. Um, From now on, this podcast is only going to be talking about Japanese breakfast cuisine. And Elden Ring. Yeah. Lucas kind of started us off on his last Lucas lecture. uh, And and now that we've had ample time to catch ourselves up on the new Mons, we figured we would jump in and talk about some of the new evolutions that we we got in this gen with all the new starters. We barely scratched the surface, I think, uh, with what we're going to be talking about because there's a lot more to go into it. So this is just... One of a couple upcoming episodes, but I'm excited to get into these brand new evolutions. Are you all? Let's get right to it. Let's hit it. All right, everybody. So getting into the news, we're actually going to forego the science news this week in a very rare move because we have a very, very big announcement from pokemon madison if you would do the honors introducing pokemon wait for it wait for it teal and magenta the off-brand versions the one you find at dollar general so i'm really excited pokemon scarlet and violet though i'm also disappointed because um scarlet and violet are two of the four names i had picked out if i ever had another girl I th- I thought you were disappointed because you were wrong in your prediction that you've really been trumpeting sad, for so long. Brazil. I I think Spain was on our list, if I'm not mistaken. It, I mean, there were a lot of places on the list. I know we talked about Mediterranean as a whole. Well, because we looked at locations that high Japanese tourism or Japanese culture or connections to like Japanese ancestry. And Spain was up there because of uh, tourism. I, I know that certain architect, certain uh, uh, areas are, are renowned, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Spain is, I'm excited. And it looks like they went like full, full like Spain with everything, names, design, all of it. Yeah, we got, so we got our, the, the starters, the new gen nine starters. We have uh Sprigatito. Foycoco and Quaxley. Quaxley. <laughs> I like Quaxley. Actually, I like almost all of them. I'm, I'm just very suspicious of the cat. <laughs> the cat's gonna be trouble. The cat's gonna be trouble. Uh, they're gonna give it some. They're gonna give it a fairy type parting shot, and it's gonna stand up. I'm, I'm calling it. I don't think it's gonna do that, but I, I do think there, it's gonna be something cool. It's gonna have fake out and also U turn. It's not going to be the Mexican 
Oh, I mean, that's just Rillaboom, though. Yeah, but it's also going to drop special attack this time on Switch. There you go. There you I'm go. from the future. Okay. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, honestly, though, watching the video, I, I, I remember reading people online. Someone said India. Someone was like, oh, look, it's China. And I'm like, how do you look at that and not just see Spain? Someone posted it rotated. Like, I want to say I saw a picture where someone had rotated the map like halfway around and then it did kind of look like India. So I don't know if maybe they got got by that one. Well, the, so a couple quick things, right? The, uh, in the trailer, there's an office, a real world office. And in the office, there's an actual map of Spain hanging as well as Spanish architecture. So that architecture, which is, is, um, it's Catalonian in, in origin. And honestly, that first city we see in the trailer with the cathedral, with the reminiscence of the uh, the cathedral in, in Catalonia, like that is instantly where my brain went. And I was like, whoa, I recognize that building. Like I was remember shouting at it while watching it with Lila. And I like, I had to pause it every four seconds. So I'm like, wait, I know, recognize this. I recognize that. And Lila kept getting frustrated. She's like, she's like, mom, can you just like let it play through? And I'm like, no, I'm doing my job. This is live commentary. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the house that the boy runs into, clear Spanish architecture. Um, I mean, you see that type of influence in South American architecture as well. The shingles, the colors, the patterns. Not to mention, you know, inside the house, there's a flamenco dancer hanging on the wall, yo. I'm excited. I, I think Spain's going to be cool. I feel like we will get... I, I... There's, I mean, I think we're, there's, we're definitely getting some sort of flamenco dance or Pokemon. I don't know if we're going to get like a regional Oricorio or something. I feel like just give us give us a fresh one. If they did Oricorio, they could do a couple of them too. Because well, there's already four dancing ones. Isn't there one that's already... I know, I know that, but but Spain is, is, is known for multiple different dance styles. I want Rotom, but like he's Castanets. <laughs> that's a, a sound-based Rotom. Ghost normal, because the typing's already been set now by Zoroark. There you go. I will admit when I, when that live action started with the security guard, I thought they were doing a Detective Pikachu 2 thing. <laughs> I did too. For, yeah, I was like, oh wait, no, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I need this the first one. And then he, and then like that doorway opened and I was like, oh no, he's dead. They still didn't <laughs> even get Danny DeVito to be Detective Pikachu. I'm not happy. Maybe one day. Yeah, that's 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 the next reveal. That's in August. Uh, <laughs> Detective Pikachu, Detective Pikachu two, starring Ryan Reynolds and Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is now the voice of Psyduck. <laughs> uh, no, so we'll we'll be keeping an we'll be keeping an eye on the news coming up with everything. But we're all very excited for for Gen Nine. Can I offer you a Pokemon egg? <laughs> A nice togepi in this trying time. Oh my god, no, this is nightmare fuel. So we have to talk about these starters, though. Um, I know my first reaction was, crap, do the fire starters now lose the Zodiac connection? And I know, I like I like Don's comment. He's like, well, maybe the croc will lose its legs. That said, I kind of like the idea that they were vaguely aware of the Zodiac thing, but it was, I mean, let's be fair, Fennekin's not a dog and Senequil's not a mouse. It's let's well so Cyndaquil Cyndaquil yeah that's it Cyndaquil is the quote unquote mouse Pokemon which isn't a rat it would not be the first time they have stretched it but were they ever really doing it it was just a lot of coincidences I like to think they intentionally stretched it along and now was the big reveal 
Well, we've talked about it. We've talked about it before. They're like the fire rats, a Chinese uh, folktale folklore. Like that's an actual thing. So, I mean, it wouldn't be so far fetched to say like, oh yeah, the fire rat looks like this. I think it's an echidna though. Cyndaquil is, but it's still called the mouse Pokemon. And then it becomes a badger. Yeah. And as we've said on this show, like things are a conglomerate of a number of things regardless. They might just be like, hey, we gave you a reptile. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't really want to do another snake starter. There yeah. was a uh, extinct crocodile um, on like the Iberian Peninsula. And by extinct, I mean like dinosaur times. Yeah. It was the, the Iberian crocodile. It was actually a... It, it it like there was more than one kind but yeah oh there was a terrestrial one and so i would love to see a fire ground i think i wouldn't be surprised i think a fire ghost would be dope because like decidueye was an extinct owl and they made it a ghost mm. i think fire ghost yeah. would be cool i so yeah i'm not sure about types what i what i do want to comment on let's talk about the names real quick though while we're here mm-hmm. i mean h- how spanish are these names i mean sprigadito is it's like little herb cat. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> little herb kitten. Yes. Hot croc. Hot croc. Hot Wait. croc fire or fire croc. And then Quaxley. I think it's like a Don Quixote thing. I think it is too. I think it's a Don Quixote joke. Because like the first time I saw Quaxley and I went, Pompadour? We already saw the windmills in the trailer. It's young Johnny Bravo duck. I think it's going to be I, 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 I Don Quixote, man. I really love the cat. The cat, like, is really calling to me. But, like, I'm really happy to see Lilligant back. It makes me hap- makes me hope that the new Lilligant from Arceus will be in it. Happy happy to see Drifflim back. Tyranitar time. Altaria. Yeah, T-Tar. T-Time with T-Tar. Honestly, that's, that's probably the biggest part of the Pokemon news. There was other bits that were announced in that, that Pokemon Direct. But there is DLC, free DLC coming for Arceus. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, I, yeah, I, I need to watch the rest of the thing still. What is the free DLC? Yeah, so there's it, it's a little bit... There's a couple more, like, added quests or requests that are put in. And then there's something called the Eternal Battle that they hinted with uh, Dialga and Palkia. So there's just a little bit... There's some more requests and stuff for you to, to sort through. And then Pogo is getting Alola. Yes, Pogo is getting Alola. It is here. Diamond and Pearl it gets Shaman. That's what that's what happens. You have to that's claim cool the too. yeah. You, you have to claim Oak's letter. I think by the end of March. Yep, you have, you only have a few weeks to get it. Yeah. So and that's just I think it's just a mystery gift. But so make sure you claim that. Uh, speaking of mystery gifts, the second international challenge registration is live. With the reward for March being a shiny uh, Galarian Zapdos, you just have to fight three times uh, in that challenge. Yeah, so I like I do I really like the shiny Galar birds. I will say, I I got my Articuno. I always forget to do these, and like I really would love a, a Zapdos. Well, yeah, I mean register and and fight. You just gotta play three. On that, I think we should uh, jump into the meat of our episode here. We'll bring in Lucas for one of his one of his last episodes that he'll be recording in Japan. We'll see y'all after the music. This episode again, we're talking about legends, so we've already talked about it a bit Wait, before, but we've talked about a lot of legendary Pokemon. Yeah, but like Hisui is just Sinnoh, oh, and Sinnoh is you based... mean Arceus Legends. Yeah, Arceus Legends. 
It is all based on Hokkaido, which is the largest, the la not largest, the large island in the north part of Japan. Uh, despite how far north it is, it, it's, it's a great setting. It's beautiful. Hokkaido's gorgeous. Yeah. But um, with Hokkaido, despite it being like so far in the north, like it's it's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to visit any part in Japan, I know most of our listeners are like Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, Hokkaido. If you're looking for that natural beauty, that's where you go. It's I'm gorgeous. Down. What part has the least people? The least people. Oh, that would actually be like to the south. Like, going to, like, the islands that, like, literally when they have English teachers, they have to pay you, like, double your salary to make you go there because it's literally a rock in the middle of the ocean. It's like, hey, there's, like, 500 people that live here and, like, six students, and uh, you're going to live here for a year. Dude, that's what I'm about. That's that, 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 we're going to lose Don for a year because he's going to go do that. <laughs> but with, with Hokkaido, when it was originally, like, just having people on it, the first people who showed it that we know of were the Jomu people. They showed up about 15,000 years ago. And over time, there were other cultures that made their way there. The Yayoi, the Emishi, Emishi. Uh, but eventually, the culture that ended up dominating the land was the Ainu. The Ainu are the ethnic people that call Hokkaido home today. Originally, though, it's very different. A lot of times as Americans, we view colonialism that, oh, these people came all this way, took over, and wiped everyone out. But for Hokkaido and traditional Japan, they're, like, right next door to each other. Like, if you go to the northernmost part of the main island of Japan, you can see Hokkaido. Like, they were neighbors. And they were close technologically at a certain point, but eventually they... Uh, it, the mainland Japan was able to be more technologically advanced, but the Ainu people had the trading outposts, the connections, the hunting ground, the fishing ground. So there was a good train between the two of them, but it's a really long history and we don't have the time, but it, it deserves so much more than we can give it. But the thing that makes me sad is that the diamond and pearl clans in the game don't really share anything with the Ainu. Like they don't dress with any similar colors. They don't use similar patterns. There were fashions like this similar in japan of like the high sandals and stuff but like not in the not in the up frozen north again it's it's nice it would be nice to see them have a little bit of that culture thrown in it would have been nice to see them have like less generic tents and closer to the straw housing again when it came to like the team galactic stuff they did a pretty good job because the survey team the whole point that people are there is because they're trying to escape war and violence that's originally why people from mainland Japan started becoming closer in contact with the Ainu. They were sick of the war. They wanted to find a place that they could live in peace. And it's really similar to a lot of migrant stories. Does it justify any of the crimes that were committed? No. But it is important to know why they, they didn't go up there like, yeah, get more land. It's like, no, I'm tired of fighting. Let me get away from this crap. Ugh, I blame Team Galactic for all of history. <laughs> best part of legends is the ecosystems like hokkaido has all the ecosystems we see in this game and more they got the marshes fields of flowers beautiful hills snowy mountains coastlines full of life i mean historically they could have done a lot weird, better with galar weird animals that look like a centaur i mean uh, well yeah the gods are weird but it is still an amazing game i love legends one of my top three games it's is, is it, it weird? Is it really that good? I really it's enjoyed really it. It's really that good. 
It's man, if I had money right now. <laughs> With the ecosystems, Lucas, I have to say my favorite thing is seeing a field of Bidoofs and without breaking stride, rushing through and 10 seconds clearing it completely like a god that I am. <laughs> I, I love it. I adore the game. Again, top three. What are you doing to the Bidoofs? I'm completing my research. Research. I'm getting the stars. We release them when we're done. They don't die. They're fine. It's like a Pokemon Go where you release them to get candy that is yes. mysteriously the same color as them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not no. in the game. That's not All in the right. game. Well, that horrifying topic out of the way. Let's go ahead and just get right to the Pokemon. All right, Lucas, you're you're going to start us with the the starters, right? Because we did our predictions for it. Yeah, so I want to start off. Madison, you were right on the money with Water and Dark. You get a gold star. You were the only one of us that was right. I was right about it being a, uh, a swordsman too, though. Yeah, you were right about everything. Fantastic. Everyone, applaud Madison. Yay. I she mean... did it. Anyway, uh, Samurott sadly doesn't have like the design I would have liked. It's just like a darker, it's more twisted. It makes a clean, instead of going clean strike, like samurai sheathing blade and then the cut appears, it just berserker rage charge kill death, which I'm like, okay, it's fine. But Decidueye, oh, I love that design. I was not expecting the coloring of it. Yeah, the, the dead leaves. I was kind of imagining like a red hat though, a red or yellow hat, just kind of, cause that's like the thing though, isn't it? All I know about this Pokemon is that it seems to have ditched the bow in terms of just close terms combat. It behaves much more like a Ronin warrior from old, yeah. of like the, the samurais who literally don't have a master. I'm going to wander the world beating the crap out of evildoers with my feet. It just makes me, it makes me think of Peng Tong from Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, with the hat. Yeah, mm. yeah. And Lucas, you were saying that the fighting now actually more resembles an owl because of how it like leaps at them with their feet, with its feet. Yeah, no, an owl's major weapon are its talons. The fact it didn't need a bow. It just has really strong and really long feet. If you actually look at how long an owl's legs are, like scooping them up a bit, it's real creepy. I love it to death, but it creepy. Also, apparently, isn't it like the first game to like prove natural selection is in the game? Yeah, and it says this is firm proof that evolution can be influenced by environment. We can extrapolate that to mean that this is the first time anyone's noticed that in in the Pokemon world. So there we go. We we helped Professor Lavender discover natural selection by beating up a bunch of Shinxes. The Shinxes asked for it. They fought you first. The Shinxes were the first Pokemon in the game. Instead of running away from you, like kill him, and it's like, oh no, you don't. But Typhlosion was the one I got. That was my Pokemon of choice. I, I love it. It's design. I call mine Doritos because he looks like he eats Doritos. I just love it. But he looks like a little sad boy when he's not um all fired up. Yeah, he looks sad. I mean, that's why I give him Doritos. It makes him happy. He likes Doritos. That's all I We are do. not sponsored by Doritos. Like I'm just tapping my teeth, my index <laughs> yeah, finger. Sponsored like... by Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Now, his favorite is Cool Ranch Doritos, available at your local <laughs> supermarket. Money, please. That's the shiny Typhlosion. Yeah, but um, it, it is a fire ghost. It consumes lost souls and poops them out clean. Like, that's what I read from it. Like, it literally will consume the wandering spirits that it finds of unsatisfied or discontent, eats them, cleanses them, poops them out, and they're clean. 
It's really weird because it has the signature move, which it's described as 108 burning spirits turning, killing their so victims. It's like spirit tomb lore. How many? How many? Wait, how much? How many spirits is spirit tomb? 108. 108. Okay, there you go. And it's weird. Like I looked up the significance of 108 in Buddhism, in Hinduism, kind of like how the number 13 or 12 or 3 has significance in like Christian mythology or it has in various Western cultures. 108 is like the number for so many different things in Hindu, Buddhism, and Shintoism. Apparently, though, this one might be the closest related to the Ainu, right, Chris? Yeah. So as I was researching for this, uh, I found... One of the goddesses from uh, the Ainu religion is uh, Kamui Fuchi, uh, who's the goddess of the hearth. Hearth. What did I say? Hearth? Hearth. Hearth. Isn't it hearth? Yeah. I think it's one of those salmon salmon things. God, goddess of the hearth, goddess of the hearth, uh, but serves as the gatekeeper between worlds. And the the hearth in the religion actually comes, in, uh, comes into play because there's transmigration beliefs. Uh, and that the souls are stored in the fire, waiting to be reincarnated in another body. So the hearth has to be kept pure in order to do so. And so that kind of plays right into the dex entry for Typhlosion, because it talks about it purifying the souls. By pooping them out. <laughs> um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a novel um, similar to like um, in popularity and historical context to uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms or um, Journey to the West. It's 100 Stars of Destiny, that's it. That's it, the 108 Stars. Of, they've also put it into video games and stuff too, of like there was a game, Sakoden. Sakoden did yes. it. Oh, yes. I remember that game. Yeah, so it, it the, uh, it the 108 demonic overlords who are banished. Yep. By, um, was it by, by Shangdi, the, uh, the like supreme god? Mm-hmm. There's so and many, so, like it's a weird yeah. 108 weird number. And yes, and then it's like the 108, 108 here, right? It's like the heroes, and yeah, it's all. But yeah, that's what it was. It's like I knew, I knew it was something. I remembered. <laughs> we kind of got the starters done, but there are a couple of the Pokemon I kind of want to draw connections to because we got some history forms and we also got some brand new Pokemon. And my favorite, my number one, like considering getting a tattoo Your of this thing, number one favorite in the whole world. The number one favorite of history. Cleavor. Cleavor is so cool. I love it. It's just giant, giant rock axes. Yeah. It's another praying mantis Pokemon. It's so cool. Is it the, it's the most overrepresented bug in the game. Yeah, it is. Uh, The the mantises are like, there's so many of them, but they're so cool. Uh, Cleavor obviously doesn't yeah eat it on. actually really is the most overrepresented now that i think about it and we still don't have a mantis shrimp so we can have or a mantis fly so we can have like two more at least yeah we got it we got room we can keep going <laughs> one japanese word that is for mantis apparently is onomushi uh which translates to axe bug but i checked with my japanese co-workers and they could like we've never heard that word before so it might be just some really really obscure japanese word that no one knows when you've had a language for thousands of years you just lose some words but um, the axes on its hands are made of obsidian. Like you have to use a, a kind of obsidian to evolve it anyway. Um, it's awesome because obsidian is a volcanic rock and Hisui and Hokkaido are volcanic. So in order to evolve, you need to be able to go dig up this super sharp, dangerous volcanic rock, 
that has been used throughout history to murder each other or bears or whatever you want. Obsidian is a nasty rock for weapons. Wasn't uh, wasn't the the Aztec weapons were obsidian? Yes, correct. They're, yeah, the problem is like they do shatter, so you have to replace them. It's not like steel where like you can swing it around a few times. With obsidian, it's made to be like a super sharp glass. And people, we when we had Ed over, we, he talked about how he cut his hands quite a bit just try handling it because it's just so sharp. Is Cleavor just like shattering its hands all the time? Maybe. I guess. Yeah. I think it's also important to know that Mant, like the idea in the decks is like, it's super angry and likes to beat the crap out of things and just don't run away for your life. Mantises are so bold. Like they'll take on hummingbirds and win. So I love that. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what a mantis is. They will try and kill anything they think they can kill. doesn't matter how big it is. Is that more of a statement about the praying mantis or more of a statement about hummingbirds? I mean, mantises will go for anything, though. They're pretty savage. I mean, the praying mantis has tried to fight me once. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> did it win? <laughs> no, I, I, I took the high road and did not fight the praying mantis. I walked away. I held on to my dignity that day. Coward. Should have fought him. Anyway, the, the other one I really like that they added is the new Voltorb. He's so cute. It's like, it's the eyes on it are, they just get me every time I see it. Sadly, when it evolves into like a Hisui Electrode, it's like, oh, it's fine. I like the shiny of it though. The shiny where it's like- Hisui Voltorb is better than Kanto Voltorb, but the Kanto Electrode is the winner. Yeah, it's it's not great. But um, it is based on the second most terrifying plant we've ever d- talked about on the show. Number one with the suicide bush in Australia, the one that's so bad. Oh, is it the exploding the seed pain. guy or whatever? Yeah. Voltorb is based on the dynamite tree. That's it. It's great. We we still don't have we just still have the, the machineal tree or whatever, the death apple. Yeah, we're working on it slowly. But um the dynamite tree is also it's more known as the sandbox tree or the monkey no climb. And it's got that name for a lot of reasons. I like it. Uh, it is found in the tropics. Uh, it is banned to be planted just about anywhere. In Nigeria, they had a problem. Someone planted it as an invasive species. It got its name because literally everything about it is meant to make primates upset and dead. This tree is covered in spikes all along the outside, hence the name monkey no climb. The monkeys can't actually climb because its bark is just covered in these really hard spikes. Uh, the sap that it produces It causes horrifying, irritating rashes to the point where some indigenous people of the Caribbean used it to poison fish. Oh, this is the same tree. It's just a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the same tree. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Some of them are in the Keys, I think. Yeah, you don't don't go near them. Yeah, they're roped off. They're cool, though. Yeah. The reason they got called the dynamite tree. I thought the Voltorbs were based on apricots. No, they they look. Apricorns. Apricorns. What? Sorry. So... They would be if they didn't I thought that's, I thought that's what they were based on, because that's those are the original Pokeballs, right? I mean, they say they look similar to it, but they never... But the fact that it can explode, and, like, I get a chance to talk about the only plant on Earth that explodes. Oh, oh, oh these are sandbox trees. I know what they are. Yep, that's what I said, sandbox trees. Like, they're, they're awful, terrifying. The reason it got the name dynamite trees is because the seeds do explode. Um, as the se- uh, the the fruiting body looks like a green pumpkin, and it's, it slowly dries out. It's building up all of this like potential energy, and eventually it cracks, releases that energy, and these seeds can shoot out at over a hundred and sixty miles per hour a second. Ooh, you like if you get hit by this, you're going down. You're going to the hospital. It ain't great, 
And this is like worse, trees in uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And if you eat the seeds, if you're like, oh, at least I got a snack. Nope. Horrifying diarrhea and vomiting. Everything about this tree hates you. Does the plant do this because it just wanted to be independent and spread its seeds its own way? This is how some other plants do this, too. There are other organisms. There's like an exploding cucumber, too, I think. Yeah, there's also the um, the dung cannon fungus. The dung cannon fungus will literally shoot its spores out. Like, there are plenty of organisms that use projectiles to get rid of their seeds, to get rid of their offspring. Just, well, you're on your own. Bang! <laughs> Well, it's like some like want animals to pick them up, carry them around, and poop them out, and this one's just like, I'll do it myself. Yeah, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Grabs a thorny golden gauntlet. I'll do it myself. Aside from that one, the other one I really love is um, the, uh, Ursaluna, the new evolution to Ursaring. I like Ursaluna a lot. Ursaluna is my it, favorite it's, too. It's a, it's a sun bear, isn't it? It's not a, I thought it was a sun bear until you learn a little, in turn, I learned more about Hokkaido culture. It's the Usuri brown bear. It's the native brown bear. I forgot. They do have a native brown bear. They had a bunch of native things that, like they had their own wolves too, right? Up there. Yep. And they were yeah. hunted. They're gone now. And, the, and they had their own like mice, like the ones that Pikachu were based on, right? Yeah, they had a, they have a lot of weird stuff in Hokkaido. It's also where you get the well, super. It's kind of like it's like it's like Hawaii and like New Zealand, right? Like yeah. you're off on your own for so long, you just kind of do your own thing. Or Madagascar. If, if you find like if you ever see pictures of these tiny little white flying squirrels that have more eye than head, like they're just these big beady eyed little cuties, those are also in Hokkaido. Out of all the um, organisms they put into the game, Ursa Luna is like the closest related to Ainu culture. The bear was a huge part of Ainu culture. It was a, they worshipped it. It was, they even had a bear god, Kim Um Kamui, and it was the considered the god of the mountain. In order to worship it, um, they would actually um, raise a bear cub for about a year. They'd feed it, they'd grow it. Then they'd kill it, eat it, drink its blood, and that would, and that would appease the bear god and bring a bountiful harvest, that sort of thing. As one does. They were also believing that the, the animals were the gods coming down to deliver gifts of meat and fur to them. And the ceremony is basically like thanking them and sending them back to, to their world. So it's just a return to sender. <laughs> and it, yes. Uh, yeah, in a way. But I, I was also see uh, some places I was reading too also said that in the, in the language that the word for bears often also used as kamui, which means God or translates oh, to God. Cool. Um, so yeah, bear, bear's big deal. Yeah, so I'm super happy that they put that in the game. Uh, in any case, Siberian tigers do eat these things. Apparently, they make up 1% of their diet that Siberian tigers will hunt these things down, which is just something like you don't think about of like, oh yeah, tigers will totally hunt a bear if they can. Well, I mean, Jungle Book. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Jungle Book does point it out. But like you don't, when you think about tigers eating stuff, you're more likely to think they'll eat a person than they'll eat a bear. I mean, it depends on the bear, I guess. <laughs> but um, the the whole thing about it evolving in the moon is weird because, like, I get it, Ursa, Luna, but, like, it does, like, there's no real connection with, like, the full moon and this bear. Uh, the peat powers, the fact that you need a piece of peat of this muck to help it evolve does have reference to the mires and the swamps and the muck that's found in Hokkaido's area. And there used to be a lot they of them. They just wanted peat moss. I mean... The, <laughs> There used to be a lot of them until they were, you know, destroyed for agriculture and land use. 
It's a shame. No one likes wetlands. No one cares about the wetlands. Makes me. Uh, I mean, Americans are starting to realize that they care about the wetlands. I care about wetlands along the coast as as their their cities are flooding. Oh, you mean the wetlands were there to help us against the floods? Oh no, we shouldn't have gotten rid of them. Hey, we used to have dunes in St. Petersburg, Florida, and then we wiped them out for beaches, and then we now have more flooding. So again, better late than never, but it shouldn't have been late to begin with. Now, the last one I want to talk about, because it's cool and it ended up in the news fairly recently, is Braviary. Braviary. Wait, why was it in the news? Because it's based on a stellar sea eagle. Oh. Which I like. Wait, what happened to stellar? I like stellars. But the stellar sea eagle got in the news in America recently because one was tra- one was found in Maine. Like it literally flew from like Russia and northern Hokkaido all the way across Canada and ended up in Maine. Well, it wanted lobster. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, brain hurt. No, bad. Eat fish. <laughs> yeah, eat fish. Thank you. Ah, uh, brain. A braviary used to be based on bald eagles because it was found in Unova. But this one is based on the stellar sea eagle, which is only found in Hokkaido during the winter months. In the summer months, the real stellar sea eagle lives in Russia. It lives closer. It lives up in those colder areas. But when it gets too cold, it will move down to Hokkaido, where the sea currents actually keep some areas a little bit warmer for it to survive. And there's still plenty of seafood there. Again, it's like a Gulf Stream sort of deal. Yeah. Fantastic seafood. And... In the game, they say the same thing of like, yeah, this Pokemon only comes down during from to the winter to feed and it comes from the north. We don't know where it comes from. And I, I love that they put that in the game. Can I wait, uh, can I complain about Hisuian Braviary for a second? You may. I like it, but it still has normal Braviary's abilities, which is like competitive, but it's like a special attacker off its stats. And that's not, no, it has Defiant, which is dumb because it's a special attacker. Isn't that I, like I, the same I, problem with Empoleon? Yes. At least Empoleon gets like liquidation now, maybe, but its stats like don't like its stats just don't support it at all. I mean, I kind of glad Cleaver has an ability that kind of works like Stealth Rocks does in like, but does damage. I hope that gets in the next game. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. That'd be everyone be Charizard people so angry. Like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna choice scarf this thing to make sure that there are rocks on the field while I hit you. Ugh, that'd be so much fun. But yeah, no, the this. Eagle does not have like the same, it doesn't have psychic powers in real life. It's not known for it. But props to Pokemon, Braviary, normal Braviary from Anova versus the Hisuian Braviary. If you actually check the weight differences, the weight difference is almost exact from a bald eagle to a stellar sea eagle. Like they put that in the game where the weights are like just a little bit different. Like a, a stellar sea eagle and then is the... other details they completely ignore. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you could have put a few Ainu patterns on this girl or you could measure the exact weight of the heaviest eagles on earth. One of the two. Uh, Lucas, also we have to point out, you don't know that stellar sea eagles don't have psychic powers. Yes. They <laughs> might. <do> not know. <laughs> <laughs> have you tested it i have not but in any case it does hunt fish that's what they're known for but they're also known to kill gulls so like the wing gulls just shivering nervously like no please no not again uh, i do like how it uses it, it's psychic powers in the game um they kind of use them to literally blast lakes and kill them like like using the vibration like, Don, is dynamite fishing possible? Is that, like, a thing we can do? 
Like, you mean legally? Absolutely not. Like, does it work? Yes. Is Don, is there any kind of fishing with sound? Um, like, not legal? I mean, like, sonar uses, like, a fish finder uses sound for which to, like, you know. I mean, like, the, the a- active, like, catching of. I think there's a few, like, practices involving, like, using, like, sound to lure fish. But, like, anything with, like, stunning fish. I mean, sperm whales do it to, like, get um, stuff. I mean, every like, echolocation and stuff. But oh yeah, no, there are cessations that will be like, "Hey, blast of sound! You're you're unconscious now. Enjoy." Like they'll do that to some fish. I think orcas. Yeah. Can uh, orcas kind of do it? I know sperm whales do it on like uh, giant squids and stuff. Yeah, like just like stun. Like it's it's cool. I like that they added that tattoo. Instead of pulling the fish out with its mind and like grabbing me, like nope, blast the lake, Brr, just that yeah. that deep bass explosion. Then like a bunch of magic carps and basculin just float to the surface. It's yummy. I mean, Lucas, you gotta drop the bass sometimes. Yeah, just like no, just the bass button. Instead of like the power, just literally hit pulls out like a button, like drop the bass, just bah, bah. Yeah, because it's not—it's not even—it's not even that it's hurting them. It's that they're just—they're so excited to party. <laughs> Yo, this beat fire though. Oh no! Ah! This beat sick. And that's how we got explode. <laughs> the end. Just like oh. that. <laughs> yeah, just exact that, and that's where explodes come from. The base was too we sick. We have—we have the actual evolutionary explanation for explode. If they allow, um. Hisuian mods and an update in the sword shield. We we are looking at like potentially Evo Light Stantler, which might actually be sick. Oh, it's got, yo! It's got intimidate. Yo. It's got intimidate and a crazy move pool. Yo, you're well, yeah, right. I didn't has, even it think has bizarre that. moves, doesn't it? Yeah, it's trick room intimidate. It's the only user of intimidate skill swap, so you could run it next to like a competitive mod or defiant Whoa, mod and skill God, swap intimidate across. How about the fact that Sneezler learns an attack that literally can, like, poison you, put you to sleep, or paralyze you? You mean G-Max Butterfree, but uglier? Yeah, but, like, without G-Max. Yeah, but it's ugly. I don't like Sneezler. Sneezler is beautiful. They took a Sneasel, and they stretched it, and it's Sneezler because it's more Sneasel. They're really into, like, the long cats right now. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. I think... Oh, also, Eviolite Ursarang is, like would be weird oh that would be amazing though but i think if you like stantler might actually be like a real thing if you like quillfish Earth, Earth Ring has Earth oh yeah if you like quillfish and basque legion could potentially be sick as hell too it's got like adaptability and like real stats but ursaring <laughs> ursaring itself has um i'm trying to remember like it's got guts yeah well no we don't because it's gonna have Eviolate on it, so yeah. But think about Ursa has, Luna with quick guts. Feet. That's it. It has quick feet. But it has to be status for that. Mm. Yeah. So flame orb. So oh, yeah, you're right. You can't do that with Eviolate. Um, what's the other one? It has guts, quick feet, a nerve. Yeah, that's. I, I think guts of three. I think guts is best because it's well, basically. Honestly, if you're gonna run Eviolate, though, wouldn't you want a nerve so that they can't eat berries? I guess. I guess it's better. Maybe it depends. I mean, if you're running like an offensive thing, I think that's why well, I think Stantler's better. Ursaring's defense is 75-75. Okay, but hear me out now. Ursaluna, stab facade, guts boosted. Oh, Like, that's going to hit. That's going to hurt. Like, if you get somehow, like, if you're able to double team enough and, like, follow me this thing and just enough to survive, like, when you hit something, unless it's a ghost or a fighting type, it's going down. This is terrifying how much power Nursa Luna can pack. And the health is great. 
if its stats are actually what its stats are, like this thing's going to be, if Ursaluda is going to be a stupid trick room mod, it's going to be yeah. solid uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I 140 it. attack, 105 defense, 80 special defense. Look at that HP speed, though. 50 speed. Yeah, but like this thing is meant to just like sit in trick room and just beat the snot out of you. Yeah, welcome to my club. We are only serving death. And you're right. It has guts and bulletproof. Oh. Bulletproof is actually cool. Well, actually, what bulletproof moves does it care about? Um, None of them. So, oh, aura, sphere, aura Sphere and Focus Blast. But... Okay, I mean, Focus Blast is bad, and two things are an Aura Sphere. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really not that useful. I mean, it's not that great. Yeah. Um, like, oh, it's I... a ground type, too, though, I forgot. So, I guess yeah, a Seed Bomb, ball. maybe? Uh, um, seed, seed Bomb, Bullet Seed, Energy Ball are all grass. Uh, Octazooka, but who cares about that? Ice Ball? Nothing uses okay. ice ball. Yeah, it's I mean, anything. there's a lot of really good moves they added in the game. No, it's such a cool game. I love Legend. Again, top three. Top three games because of all the cool stuff they put in. Could they have put more? Yes. Is it the responsibility of an entire game to make up for years of misrepresentation and no representation of a native culture? Probably not only them, no. In any case, we'll go ahead and start wrapping her up. All right, everyone. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us for another episode of Pokey Science. Uh, that was a... We all, we love Arceus. We've got a lot more to talk about, but we have so much more that we are building to because of our new generation coming in 2022. Team Get Psyched for... I just blanked on the name. <laughs> Scarlet and Violet. Oh, wait, no. Oh. We have to be on Eevee Watch now. Hashtag Eevee Watch. Hashtag, hashtag Eevee Watch 2022. Wait, what are we, I Eevee have watching? to know Eevee is in the game. I need uh, to know that. And gosh dang it, when are we finally getting our Dragon Eevee? You know what? We're Just wait till they announce another 24-hour live stream in, <laughs> in, a, in a zone. I hated that. I hated it. That was hilarious, they're, honestly. They're going to... They're going to do it again. Just wait. I, They're gonna, I yeah. left it open. I remember I left it open my entire lunch and planning that day while working. And I'm like, something important has to happen. But all right, everyone. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again for listening. If you would like to support the, support the show, we obviously always, as always, have our Patreon bit in the, uh, in the show notes. You can also uh, leave a review in your podcasting app of choice. It helps others find the show and helps spread the word. On that note, everyone, thank you, and uh, have a wonderful day or rest of your night, as Lucas says, and we'll catch you next time.